0: Greetings fellow tech seekers, Sean here from Silicon Theory, and you are listening to the Silicon Theory radio station on Anchor.fm. As a follow-up to the segment from yesterday regarding the Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus launch announcements, we got a voice message from longtime listener Josh that I wanted to play for you because he brings up a couple of good points, and I want to talk a little bit about how Samsung is perceived by the general population at large, let's say, and then maybe by those of us that are tech enthusiasts uh, in general, because there are some very significant and subtle differences. So let's take a listen to what Josh has to say, and then we'll highlight some of those things immediately after.
1: All I have to say is I am not a Samsung, I'm not a Galaxy fan. Um, I have the Note 2 and maybe the S4. And yeah, with all the extra stuff that's in their phones, their touch, whiz, UI, I'm still not a fan of, I just feel their phones waste a whole lot of potential, like a lot of the processing power, battery, and everything else on all the extra stuff that they cram into the phone, even though you can turn some of it off or uninstall something, you can't do everything, so it's like, eh. But, on the other hand, the past about three years have been, you know, I've had the, Pixel, Pixel 2XL, um, last two years, um, I think at HTC, like the third year back. And I've been waiting for something fully featured, regardless of all the other phones out there, The Galaxies and the Note have been the only phone that tops anything else in terms of jam-packed features.
0: So, first of all, thanks for Josh calling in, but I think he raises a really good point, and that is, we have a couple of different segments in the consumer marketplace and the first of those is going to be the people who are going to buy phones based on the fact that they need a phone and they walk into a carrier store and they get sold on something that the carrier tells them is a great phone. There are going to be a lot of people who are pushing Samsung phones and so there are going to be a lot of Samsung phones sold. That's just the long and the short of it. The Those folks don't know, don't care, don't have any desire to find anything beyond what it is that they're told that they should buy. And that's okay. Like Those people are going to be just fine with a Galaxy phone. They're going to deal with the lag. They're going to deal with the uh, occasional jank and stutter. Even Sean P has mentioned that on his Note 8, there's still the occasional drop frame. So whether it's the heavy handed skin of the Samsung experience, aka TouchWiz, or whether it's just the software not being optimized for the hardware, because the hardware certainly is fast enough to perform all of these functions correctly. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that. But There are those people who aren't tech enthusiasts, who aren't the prosumer market segments, who aren't going to care. And that's fine. And then there are those people like Josh and myself who value the software experience and value the smoothness and the performance and the responsiveness of Android as it's currently iterated in Android Oreo. And those are the people who are going to buy pixel phones or phones that have a clean stock uh, experience. So maybe like a OnePlus device or maybe even a Motorola device Some of those are very much optimized for the software that it's running. And with the advent of things like Android Go and Android One, um, there's been a lot of information about Android One coming out specifically from Nokia um, at MWC 2018 this year, which we'll get into as another segment. But it seems like more and more OEMs are going to go in a direction where they're going to have an opportunity to provide a, a simple, clean, and almost stock or stockish Android experience, and I think that's a good thing, and it's a good thing for consumers in general, but it's a good thing for people who are tech enthusiasts, like some of you may be listening right now and myself, where you get an opportunity to have a device that has both the hardware and the software optimized and vertically integrated in the Google Pixel case to be able to perform at its peak, and once you get there, I think you're really going to appreciate it. So that's not to say that the galaxy s9 and s9 plus and what will presumably be the note 9 are not great phones they are and they do pack very fully featured um feature sets i guess for lack of a better term and that's okay and if you want that then you know that there's going to be a little bit of a trade-off of what you're getting and there is no perfect phone kind of as josh has mentioned there's a trade-off with everything and even my beloved pixel 2xl has trade-offs but It's about finding the trade-offs that work for you and finding the compromises that work for you. And that's really what it boils down to at the end of the day. So thanks, Josh, again for calling in. And anybody else, if you have questions regarding uh, any of the topics that we discuss on the show, make sure you call in, leave us a voice message, and we'll talk about it. That's what the show is for. We're here to educate, inform, and entertain, hopefully. So hopefully you found a lot of value in this segment. And I'm going to move on and talk a little bit about some other things that were announced at MWC 2018. And one thing in particular that I'm very excited about. So let's talk about a small company, and by small I mean very large company, called Vivo and their Apex concept phone that was announced at MWC 2018. I took a little bit of a walkthrough of some of the videos last evening and, wow, let me tell you, am I impressed. This is really the future of smartphone technology now. Some of you may remember Vivo as a company that had demoed at, um, CES this year, the design of the phone that had the underglass fingerprint scanner from Synaptics called Clear ID. It's a really, really cool piece of technology. And in the Vivo Apex phone, not only have they gone to using this underglass fingerprint scanner, they've also expanded the area that you can touch on the screen to be able to scan your fingerprint to about a 25%, 25 to 30%. Um, screen area that lights up it's kind of in the middle bottom third of the phone and you can touch your finger anywhere on that display to unlock the device it's not quite as fast as a hardware fingerprint scanner but that's okay because you get the ability to have this incredible almost 95 percent uh, screen to bezel ratio where you have a top a bottom and side or excuse me top and two side bezels at just over uh, 1.5 millimeters. And then the bottom bezel is around 4 millimeters. So this really is an all-screen phone. When you watch the videos of it, it is impressive in forms of technology. They've also packed something that's really interesting because with a very small 1mm, one one5 millimeter top bezel, you go, well, where is the sensor bar? Because that's normally where those kinds of sensors go. They have a pop-up selfie camera. Now, I don't mean to sound as excited as I probably am with this because a selfie camera is not one of those things that should normally get somebody very excited but the fact that it's on a motor and it pops up from the top of the display when you need it it pops up from the top of the chassis i guess i should say because it's a metal frame with um, glass front and back but a little motorized rectangle or square pops up from the top and the camera module is there and you can see yourself and then when you flip it around or don't need the camera anymore it retracts back into the body of the camera this is freaking cool If I get a chance, I'm going to link it uh, in the show notes, and then you can check on over the, I think it's the Android Central video, um, that you can check out this new Vivo concept phone. But I texted Chompy last night after watching the video, and I'm like, I just saw it, and I want to. Now, I don't know if it's going to come to the U.S., but certainly some of this technology will make its way into devices that are coming later on this year. Not only the Synaptics Clear ID underglass fingerprint scanner, but potentially this body design that is really, really impressive. I mean, it's literally like just holding a screen in your hand. It is nuts. And... Really, the future design language of smartphones needs to go in this direction. Would I miss front-facing stereo speakers? Yeah, probably. Do I really think that the idea of a bone conduction microphone in the top of the display and sensors under the glass in the top is a really good idea? Not necessarily so much, but I will say this. In looking at it, you're going to be impressed, you're going to be blown away. And I think that as more and more of this technology finds its way into modern smartphone makers and smartphone makers that live and predominantly sell their markets here in the United States, it's going to be a really fun time for smartphones. Thanks for listening to the segment today. I appreciate it. You are always welcome to find our content at SiliconTheory.com. Check out our video content at YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Silicon Theory. Follow us on the socials. We are at Silicon Theory on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Take care, and remember, we will talk tech soon.